is Downsizing with Dave Goodman. Hello there. So, here I am, a few weeks out from changing my life forever. And it feels like the end of something, as well as the beginning of a whole new chapter. I guess that's because, as you'll know if you've been fat most of your life, losing and gaining weight is a massive, excuse the pun, part of your life. For me, it's always been there. I cannot remember a time that I wasn't fat. Or, after losing weight a thousand times, thinking about getting fat again. I became fat as a child. I must have been around nine or ten. I can't actually remember. I know that looking at pics of me as a small child, that I wasn't huge. But when I changed schools and discovered sponge pudding and custard, I think it started then. My mum tells me that my gran used to give me sweets every Sunday. And I certainly have memories of bags of Murray mints as a kid and of shoveling spoonfuls of sugar into already sweet lemonade at her flat. Quite normal childhood behaviour, I'm sure. By the time I had my bar mitzvah at the age of 13, I looked like a pink balloon in a suit. I remember being so hot and uncomfortable that day. The first diet I went on came not long after that. A teacher at school was worried about my breathlessness as I got to the top floor of the history department. It was probably only four flights of stairs. So my mum came in and she saw the school dietitian. To help me lose weight, I was given a salad every day. No, seriously, a salad was what was offered by the school as a healthy meal. And to complement my salad, I would bring in a flask of some watery diet soup with tiny diced vegetables in it. Of course, that is the perfect way to help a child lose weight. Make them sit with a flask at lunchtimes while their friends tuck into lasagna and chips. Suffice to say, it didn't work. I stayed fat throughout my teens, choosing to avoid sports lessons when the opportunity arose to visit an old woman in a care home Anything to escape the ritual of being picked last or being winded as classmates piled on top of me in rugby. Sport wasn't fun. And that stuck. I ate so badly at university, I got gout. No doubt the four cheap sausages that I would eat for breakfast didn't help. And neither did living in Scotland, where chips and cheese is a balanced meal choice. I went through most of my 20s watching my mum do various rounds of things like the Cambridge diet when there was only four flavours of milkshake. There were various attempts at healthy eating that always turned into heavy eating. But it wasn't until my mum again, who has never been huge, I have to point out, did a version of the Cambridge diet in 2007 called Lighter Life. That's when I got to thinking seriously about shifting the weight. I was living back home in Manchester at the time and I watched her lose weight really quickly with a combination of milkshakes and soups every day. I can't remember what flicked the switch in my head but I decided that I would try the diet too. The day after my 31st birthday in January 2008 
I started an odyssey to finally fight the fat. For nearly four months, I had nothing past my lips other than liquids and one cardboard-flavoured protein bar a day. So hard, you could knock on a door with it. It took immense willpower and burning a huge amount of food-scented Yankee candles. Carrot cake was a particular favourite. But I managed to shift 36 kilos by April of that year. I was also doing group therapy at the time, where using CBT, cognitive behavioural therapy, you were meant to find out why you were fat while you were depriving yourself of real food. But I already knew why I was fat. I ate too much of the wrong food too often. I ate when I was bored, when I was unhappy, as a reward. Nothing particularly groundbreaking there. So, come April 2008, I was thin for the first time I could remember. My arms were like sticks of celery, and my chest, although now depleted of the fat that coated it, was still surprisingly wide. You don't really know what you look like under all that fat until you take it off. I was happy that I'd lost the weight, but then found myself in the odd position of being constantly scared that I'd put it back on again. It was hard to enjoy the weight loss because now I wasn't in control like I was on the liquid diet. Now I was having to choose food and it was hard, not least because I'd missed having real food for nearly four months. My life had changed though. I very soon got a job in Amsterdam, somewhere that I'd dreamed of living since my teenage years and it felt like I had turned a corner. New body, new me. For the next few years, I kept returning to that same diet to regulate my weight. I knew that I'd put some weight on, so I'd try to take it off with a few months of soups and milkshakes. And it worked for a while. Later, after I'd moved to Switzerland, I discovered that cutting out carbs had a similar effect. I could still eat food, but if I just avoided bread and pasta for a while, I could shift some weight. Or was it just water? I didn't care as long as shirts felt looser and trousers not so tight. Then a good friend did a juice diet and she recommended it to me. So I bought a blender and I loaded up with fruit and veg, more than I'd ever bought in my entire life. This was going to be it, I thought. The diet that would change my weight and my taste buds. Four days in, and the smell of cucumber was starting to make me wretch. I quit on day five. The last few years, I returned to the cutting carbs routine every spring. It became a running joke at my work. Dave's on his annual diet again. Occasionally, I would do the new improved powdered food diet, where soups had been replaced with a bowl of what can only be described as regurgitated baby food. But hey, it was better than just liquids every day, and it did taste a little like chili con carne. So you can see how I reached this point, can't you? The endless cycle of fat on, fat off. Good intentions, eventually destroyed by a love of Burger King and cake. Willpower can only get you so far, and I will need it for sure after the surgery. I know this is not a quick fix, and I know how much I have to do to make this work. But this time is different. I will have help from the surgery 
and a team of people who are there to help make it work. Join me next time when I'll discuss what weight loss surgery I chose and why. If you don't want to miss an update, then please subscribe to this podcast. And if you have any questions at all, then follow me on Twitter, Dave underscore A underscore Goodman. I'd love to hear from you. If you're going through a similar process, if you've been through this before, or if you're just thinking about it right now. Thanks for listening. See you next time.